You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. Welcome back, John Morris Show. On a Tuesday, that theme song can only mean we're joined by one Jerry Hill, our good friend, and we hope yours. Uh, Jerry, Baylor Insider, welcome to you. How are you today? Best best intro ever. I think so. Aaron, that's the best one we have on the air, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Jerry. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> you kind of you kind of get moving, don't you, when the song pops on? I every time. I know. Man, <laughs> that that music's going, and I, you know, whether I'm sitting down or whatever, I'm, I'm right. boogieing. Right. You know, I got my boogie shoes on. All right. Very good. Well, you need yep. your boogie shoes these days. There's a lot yep. going on in Baylor athletics. Let's yep. start with uh, let's start with the basketball doubleheader tonight. Um, we're saying the, the last doubleheader in the history of the Farrell Center for Baylor basketball. They don't happen that often, but this is a fun night ahead. Yeah, it is, John. It's it's kind of cool to, you know, to be able to kind of cram that much basketball into, you know, a fairly short period. Because sometimes when you have those doubleheaders, it might be like a 1 o'clock game and a 7 o'clock game, something like that. They're not usually back-to-back like that just because it's, you know, hard to clear and, and all the – the logistics that go with that. So this is cool. Um, you know, we'll, we'll know where we're going to be for probably what five or six hours. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's right. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And coach Drew said he's going to need a little caffeine cause it's going to be late night for the yeah. man. I don't think that man ever needs caffeine, but uh, no, I think he just kind of <laughs> lives on his own energy. <laughs> right. I wish I could tap into that sometimes. Yeah, but everybody come and uh, come prepared to stay for both games. It'll be a lot of fun. The women, what a great test for them tonight, taking on number four Utah. Yeah, John, I I didn't realize how good this team was till I you know kind of dived in and and looked at them. I mean, they're the defending Pac-12 champions. They won 27 games last year, uh, and in the Sweet 16, they actually led uh, you know eventual national champion LSU by. I think it was one or two points in the last minute. Mm-hmm. And I think LSU made five free throws to win it like 66, 63. So, and they have all five starters back, John, the PAC 12 player of the year, Alyssa Peely. Um, so, I mean, they're good. They're really good. This is, you know, I know uh, Baylor beat UConn when they were the number one team about four or five years ago here. Um, but I, I would definitely say this is the best team to, play here since then for sure uh, if not better UConn was number one that time and Baylor ended you know one of their really long like non-conference uh, streaks but uh, yeah this is a really good Utah team uh, made 21 three-pointers yeah. in their last game so yeah tough matchup but I think it's I think it's one that the women need uh, they need to be tested and kind of need to see where they are and certainly from this one you will know where you are one way or another and I would think Utah maybe feels the same way. I mean, they're, they're two games so far against Mississippi Valley State. They won by 59. And South Carolina State, and they won by 60. Yeah, yeah. And even you go back to, I think it was their two exhibition games 
John. I think they've I think they've averaged like a hundred and ten points, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Um, but yeah, they have definitely not been tested. Um, and you know, so I think it's a good one for them, particularly on the road. You know, they haven't been away from there either. So uh, yeah, I think it will be a good test for them. And I think this is a Baylor team. We've talked about it. I think they're underranked right now. But you know, right here they have a chance to prove it if they really are underranked. So. Uh, it's been an interesting year already. I think nine of the top 14 teams in last week's uh, women's poll were beaten, uh, you know, including LSU, Iowa, you know, just a bunch of upsets in that first week. Uh, so, you know, let's just add Baylor to that list. Let's knock off number four, Utah. This is their highest ranking ever. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. I think, like you said, John, I think it's a great test for both teams and, and they'll, you know, I think they'll move on from here. One, like I said, one way or another, because you're gonna you're gonna get some lesson, lessons one way or another that you don't get in those blowout tests. Right, exactly. And there is a reason for the schedule like it is. Like the women haven't played since last Monday. You know, their opening right. uh, game of the season now playing uh, eight days later. Um, it, w- it wasn't supposed to be that way originally. Right. Yeah, it was supposed to be. You know, the preseason WNIT. They were scheduled for that. They were supposed to play, I believe. Shelby said Thursday and Saturday, and, you know, it just didn't make for whatever reason. Uh, I know that uh, Utah made up one of their games. Uh, Baylor actually played, uh, you know, had refs in and the whole deal, played a game, a full game against their, you know, practice squad guys, the Dream Team. Right. So, um, you know, that was, I think believe that was on Thursday. So they've had a, you know, a game-like situation, as Nikki said, not with the lights on, not with the fans in the stands, but at least it gave them a game-like situation. So it's not just, you know, eight days without playing and boom, you got to play the number four team. So at least they've had that and probably were able to work on some things that maybe weren't, you know, as as sharp as you wanted them to be in that first game. You know, I was looking, you talked about the upsets in the women's top 25 poll from last week. I was looking at the Pac-12 schools with with Utah here. (laughs) Good grief. So they've got uh, this week, UCLA is number three, Utah yep. is four, Colorado is five, Stanford is six, yeah. USC is 10, and Washington right. State is 24, and Arizona yeah. is receiving votes. Those are the Pac-12 women's basketball schools. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at, like you mentioned, that top 10, and, and even, you know, you can look at it more top six. Like yeah. Top four yeah. Of the six, but you know, five in the top 10, you know, and, and this isn't a league that's not going to be anymore yeah, all right. this year. So, uh, yeah, but their basketball is great right now. Colorado was the one that beat uh, LSU. So, and they went from 20 to five. I don't know that I've ever seen that big a jump. Never. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Colorado really made a big jump up and I, I think, I want to say they might've beaten a big 12 team, um, this last week too. So, uh, yeah, it's, Really good basketball there, um, you know, very deep league, too, like you said. I mean, Stanford, you think about them kind of being the standard bearer, and they're, you know, the what the number five team out of the out of yeah. the Pac-12 right now. So yeah. crazy that that league is that good. And I think everything will kind of settle out, you know, once we get a lot more games. It's just hard to gauge right now how good everybody is. You know, LSU went from one to seven. I don't know that they're the – seventh best team I think they're higher than that but that's just the way it went after that first week just a lot of upsets um you know and and gladly Baylor didn't have that problem either on the men's or women's side yeah. last week 
Yeah, and uh, three of those schools we mentioned, Pac-12 schools, will be in the Big 12 next year. That's so right. Arizona, that's Colorado, and uh, these Utah Utes are coming our way. Yeah. So that's fun that's to think really about. really cool. All right, yeah. so that's the women's game, 6.30 yeah. tonight, 6.30 tip-off, broadcast beginning at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas Television on Big 12 Now and ESPN+. Plus. Then the nightcap is the Baylor men versus Kansas City, formerly uh, UMKC, uh, who Baylor actually has uh, sub-500 record against through the years. I saw that. Three and four. They're three and oh here at home. Yeah. Uh, have, not, have not even played uh, right in the Scott Drew era, so it's been a while. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think the last game here in the series was around 96 last game period was maybe 98, 99. So it's been a while since they've played, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta set the record straight. You know, they gotta, gotta at least even that out and um, (laughs) need to reschedule them so we can take a lead in that series. Yeah. What do you think about the, uh, three games so far for the men? Of course, the big win over Auburn and then wins over John Brown and, uh, Gardner Webb. Yeah, John, I, I think that first one really caught your attention. I mean, that was really, for some of us, that was our first real glimpse at Jacoby Walter, and, man, what a talent he is. Um, and, you know, just there, this is just such a deep team, too. That's what I like about this group is that I think you can have a guy with an off night or maybe, you know, two or three guys with off nights, and you're going to be just fine because I think they can go 11 deep um, probably without – you know, a whole lot of a drop off. So um, that's exciting, John. I think, uh, you know, and, and, you know, knock on wood, you don't get injuries, but I think they're better, you know, prepared in case they do have any of those situations this, this year where that's, you know, been a little bit of a struggle the last couple of years. So, um, you know, hopefully you stay healthy. Everybody stays healthy. Um, But, but if they don't, then you do have some backups um, that I think are really good. Antoine Grimes came in and played really well the other day and and you've just got a lot of firepower off that bench when you know Langston Love is is your first guard um, but he's not even starting and I think he maybe has scored in double figures every game so uh, yeah it's just a very deep team Uh, John I don't know that they played their best game in either of the last two games Mm -hmm. Um, you know it was a struggle really a little bit in both of them Um, but you know I, I I just think this is such a deep team um, that there's not going to be a lot of off nights for this team. Pretty cool, isn't it, that Jacoby Walter is the Big 12 Player of the Week yeah. this week. Not the newcomer, which would be you right. know understandable, but he's the Big 12 Player of the Week for the first week of the season. Yeah, and I didn't realize that he was the first Baylor freshman to win that award, which is pretty cool right. when you think about how <laughs> many, I mean, just recently, how many great freshmen you've had. And, and he was the first one to win that Big 12 Conference Player of the Week. So, and he's deserving. I mean, that 28 points in that first game, I, I think that's kind of what won it for him. Um, but, you know, he had another double-digit outing the other day, led the team with 14 points. So, he's really good, John. You've seen him. I mean, he's, uh, he's pretty smooth. Uh, he can do a lot of things. He plays defense. Uh, he rebounds. So, uh, he's the complete player, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, so the Baylor men versus uh, Kansas City, former UMKC, comes up tonight. Around 9 o'clock will be the tip-off. They'll uh, put 35 minutes on the clock between games, and then they'll tip off the men's game following the women. How about uh, Saturday, Baylor and TCU football We uh, in a game we now know as the Blue Bonnet Battle. The Blue Bonnet Battle. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah. 
it just has a ring to it, right? Yes, it does. Um, John, uh, you know, I mean, we've we've watched this rivalry for a long time, and um, you know, obviously both teams are struggling a little bit this year, but uh, I think that maybe intensifies things a little bit for this game. That I I I think that uh, you know both teams will be up. This will be kind of you know, and I said it from Baylor's perspective. I think if you could pick one team, particularly with Texas leaving the league, I think if you could pick one team to beat, it would probably be our friends from Fort Worth. So mm-hmm. this would be a big win for them. Um, and, you know, you still got a chance to finish out with a couple of wins here and, and you know, kind of, uh, you know, it certainly doesn't make up for all the other losses, but it would leave you with, uh, talked to Nick Florence earlier today, and he talked about it. You would have a two-game winning streak going into next year, and I think that would be good to finish off this season strong leading into next year. Yeah, I agree. And I think it could happen. I mean, I know it could happen. Yep. These guys, yep. they haven't packed it in from what I've seen. Right. You know, they're going to, I think they're going to play really, really hard. Uh, you know, you wonder if TCU might overlook Baylor a little bit. Right. They close next week against uh, Texas. So I think right. it could definitely happen on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the teams are pretty evenly matched. You know, you look at it. Um, TCU does run the up-tempo offense, which Baylor has struggled against a little bit. But Kansas State ran it this last week, so they've seen it. They've seen it enough times now where they should uh, have a better gauge or a better feel for how to get set up and, and really kind of get the plays in and get ready and, and be ready to when the, when the ball is snapped. So I think that helps that they have faced a lot of the you know tempo offenses. Um, but as Coach Aranda said, TCU is – as fast a team as they've played all year. So um, that'll be a test for the defense. And then, John, I, I thought I saw some good signs from the offense this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly Blake threw for a career-high four touchdowns, but I thought, you know, the the sacks kind of took away from him. But Baylor actually ran the ball with some success this past week. If you look at the numbers for Dominic Richardson and Dawson Pendergrass, you know, they were over 100 yards. Uh, I know, I know uh, Dominic averaged over five yards per carry. So, I thought there were some good signs there. And then you get Keytron Jackson possibly back this week. So, uh, yeah, I think this could be an uptick for the offense in particular. Yeah, and that's big, isn't it, to get Keytron back? Yeah. I mean, that can be a real weapon. Yeah, some of those other guys have stepped up, but they're not Keytron. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has been, I think, certainly their you know, best consistent deep guy. Um, he's a guy that can really stretch the field and can make you know, great you know, contested catches. Um, so, you know, if he's back full speed and can go, man, that, that just adds another weapon for Blake. Uh, you know, he's been able to, you know, get it to the tight ends. He's been able to get it to Josh Cameron. He struggled this last week on getting the ball to Monterey Baldwin, but you know, he's got weapons. So I think adding Keytron to that bunch, man, that just helps everybody else. Yeah. Very cool. All right. We look forward to it. Jerry, thanks for the visit. Appreciate it. And we'll, uh, see you at the Farrell center this evening. Go one man wolf back. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Jerry. Hey, wait. Thanks. Are you still there? Are you still there? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I said when it's over, I'm out. He beat you to <laughs> potting him down. I know, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. All right, very good. Thanks to Jerry Hill, Baylor Insider. What were you going to ask him? About sure. one-man Wolfpack. There's some text flying around. I'm not sure what the deal is. Oh, okay. Maybe they won, maybe they won another championship. Hmm. I'll text. I'll find out. Okay. Love one-man Wolfpack. City League softball team uh, made up mostly of Baylor Athletics uh, folks, so I'll find out what the deal is there. But it's probably another championship. I mean, they've got championship trophies just stashed in corners. They are the (laughs) 
Baylor acrobatics and tumbling of Waco <laughs> City softball. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. All right, thanks to Jerry. Appreciate that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll check.